Hey friends, I'm Chloe Thomas, a brand and website designer for dedicated entrepreneurs, but also your host for the Brand and Brew podcast. This is the only branding podcast that will kickstart your day, your business, and your well-being. I'm here to make the hustle less of a hassle, so let's grab your coffee, plug in your headphones, and let's just roll with it. This branding podcast makes self-care and success an integral part of running a business. Your small business doesn't have to take it all, and all of my guests are here to show you how. As we go, you'll learn all the things branding, websites, wellness, and entrepreneurship. Consider Brandon Brew your daily cup of joe, but for your mind and your business. Friends, welcome back to the Brandon Brew Podcast. It's me, Chloe Thomas, and today we're going to be continuing our series on what goes on behind the scenes of our business here with part two on what goes into social strategy. And today's guest is my marketing coordinator, Izzy. And so she's going to kind of be walking us through a few different key points on social strategy, how the social strategy goes around here, what we do for basically every social platform. And then um, I will kind of chat around some things about that. So I'm super excited for this episode and let's just dive right in. All right, so today's episode is with Izzy, and I just want to go ahead and let her introduce herself to the Brandon Brew audience. Hi, everyone. I'm Izzy. Um, I'm the marketing coordinator at Chloe Creative Studio. I have been freelancing for almost the past two years, but I just graduated this past spring from UNC Charlotte. Um, prior to that, I went to school in Tampa. I had moved to Charlotte right before the pandemic happened. Um, and that's kind of how I got into freelance. So that's a bit about me. So in today's episode, I wanted Izzy to come on and talk about our social strategy here at CCS. Um, she probably has a lot to say because we don't really have a social strategy yet. That's kind of why I hired her to help me, um, implement all of that stuff. But to start off, I wanted to kind of dive into why I even needed to hire for this marketing coordinator position. So prior to Izzy coming on, the strategy with all of my socials was that I would um, kind of sit down on Sunday evenings, mornings, whatever, and I would plan out my week for the next week. Um, And we currently do this on ClickUp. I still planned out my socials on ClickUp and then I would use like an app like Planoly or Preview or whatever just to make sure my feed was like aesthetically pleasing. Um, And then obviously my blog got like on the back burner. I was never posting blog posts. I was never putting my podcasts on the blog. And um, so at this time, my business coach kind of stepped in. We talked about social strategy and luckily she has a social media agency. So this was kind of like her expertise and she helped me create an outline for basically what I needed to post on what day. So like Mondays we implemented kind of like things that we're going to do that week. So we usually have team meetings and then I'll post like a fun little graphic on stories about what we're doing this week, what projects are up. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays are normally blog days for us, so we'll post our blogs and all that good stuff, and Wednesdays is like client launches, Fridays is something fun, that's kind of the gist of it. So prior to, um, that point in time when my business coach was working with me to create that outline, I just was posting random crap. I had no idea what I was supposed to be posting, 
Um, and I kind of have always seen people like talk about different pillars you have to kind of figure out. And I never really understood that because I was like, I just kind of want to post what I want to post. Um, and so with that, I did not want to schedule anything myself anymore because I knew I just did not have time to do it. I didn't have time to do the blog posts and thus I wanted to hire out. So Izzy joined our team and it has just been a great process and like a learning process honestly for me too to kind of organize things and try to get things settled for Izzy coming in here. So the first thing we are going to dive into is kind of like the signs that I had to um, start hiring on. And so I want to bring Izzy into this conversation because she has so much experience in like freelancing for other people. So can you kind of expand on what you have seen so far with why people want to kind of hire you freelance or anything like that? Yes. So one of the biggest things, which actually isn't the case with you, but with most of my clients, it's normally the number one thing that they're just not social media savvy or social media is on the left is the last thing that they have on their to do list. Um, so that just essentially means that social media is their afterthought. Maybe they know that social media is really important. They see great success with it with other people or maybe with their competition, but they just don't know how to execute it. Um, and that's, in my opinion, completely normal for a business owner that social media is a complete asset on its own. Um, so I personally think it's completely normal for a business owner to not really know how to execute it or go about it, which of course is not the case with you because you're really good at social, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, so kind of what she was mentioning, I feel like I was like, super tech savvy like I have a IT degree I literally am always on my phone that's like a bad trait of mine and so my struggle wasn't necessarily like not knowing how to navigate like socials it was more so like time it was on the back burner for me and I like had I obviously still posted five days a week and I probably know that there's people who like don't even post like that but um, it was like something I dreaded at the start of every week. I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't know what to post. And this also brings up another point that I want to talk about. In the creative industry, like here at CCS, it is so hard for us to plan out content because most of the time we have um, like client launches coming. We have something else we might need to post to get out to our audience like things like this, like releasing podcast episodes might come up or blog post changes or just anything like that. Like say for an example, um, next week we have a specific podcast episode to record and we want to write a blog post on it. Let's just say that that person canceled their podcast episode for personal reasons and then we're like, okay, like how do we kind of maneuver from that? So Izzy, can you talk about like how so far you have come on, what you have done with our um, social strategy so far, and even you can speak on like those challenges that we face with um, not really knowing how to plan for certain things or um, just any of that from that aspect. Yes. Um, so here at Chloe Creative Studio, it's a little bit unique with the way that we plan things. Um, with most clients that I work with, we plan a month out. Um, and of course, there's some flexibility in there to add, add things where they should be. 
Um, but with a creative studio, we, like you said, have random client launches. Um, of course, personal things can come up with podcasts and blog posts. Um, and for us, it's kind of like a domino effect. Um, you know, for example, last week, there was supposed to be a podcast episode. And based on that podcast episode, there was going to be a blog post. And based on the blog post, there was going to be a social post. And the podcast didn't happen. So we had to kind of pivot and come up with a totally different plan for that day, um, which also also affected our content for the rest of the week. Um, so what we kind of have been doing is planning out a week in advance. Um, and something that we just recently implemented was kind of giving each week a theme. So uh, this last week, as well as this week, we've kind of been doing a behind the scenes type of thing. Um, like, you know, for example, this podcast, Chloe's podcast about her behind the scenes process. Um, so that kind of gives us a little bit more structure around how we do the week. And then when it comes to Friday, when we send out our weekly newsletter, that way we have something specific to touch on in the newsletter. So the themes that we're giving each week, they're not super rigid, but they give us a bit more structure for planning wise. Wait. They give us more structure planning wise in order to plan out the week ahead. So if there is something, for example, where, you know, a podcast episode gets delayed and then that delays everything else, then we can go in and kind of say, well, this is still our theme. What can we throw in here? What can we collaborate with other team members to do? And that way it's just a little bit easier when those things come up or if a client launch doesn't happen, what can we put in there instead? So the themes have been very helpful, I think, for both of us when it comes to planning. Um, but of course, just with the nature of what this business is, there are a lot of more last minute things. And that's where you kind of have to be flexible. And if you miss a post one day, that's OK. It's not the end of the world. So I think that that's a super important part of social media also is remembering that there are no rules. Um, you know, we aim for five posts a week, but if one week that doesn't happen, no big deal. Um, your audience is still there. You're still engaging. You're still on stories, doing reels, you know, plenty of other things. So I think as long as we have our outline, we can still go into each week with a plan. And if something in that plan changes, it's no big deal. Yes. And I also want to touch base on like the themes. I feel like those themes have brought us like as a team like together in content creation. So like me and Izzy would come up with what theme we want to talk about this week. Izzy would start creating blog posts. And then like Amy, our creative director, might start um, sending us some behind the scenes footage of her editing brands or something like that. So it kind of ties in like the whole team to participate and um, just kind of be involved in all the content creation process which for me is what I wanted. I like a team that's super interactive and just like kind of knows everything that's going on. And Izzy has done such a great job on that. Um, and with Izzy having so many other like freelance, um, what is it, experience, it has been like such a great thing to have her on because she's teaching me so many other things that I had no idea on how to do. So that's always a positive. Um, I do want Izzy to kind of touch base on what we use ClickUp for social media. So when Izzy came in, I had like a content calendar that um, I tried to use. I never really used it, but I think since Izzy coming on, we've really tried to refine it and create it and just change it to um, something that works for us. And actually, sidebar, I'm meeting today with somebody to help me organize my ClickUp so that we can kind of... Um, 
just refine it and make it better fit our processes. So with all that being said, Izzy, how do you think we use ClickUp to um, do our content calendar? Do you think it's like effective so far? Is it organized? What do you think? Yes. Um, so I came into CCS having never used ClickUp before. Um, and I still remember the first day you were showing me how to use it. And I was just completely like baffled. I had never seen anything like it, but it is a very, very effective way of scheduling um, or at least planning content out in advance. So the way that we kind of use it um, every week, Chloe and I either meet on Thursday or Friday and we talk about our theme for the next week and what we want our content to look like. So she will kind of fill me in on what she has going on on her end. So does she have any client launches? Does she have any podcast episodes planned? And we put those into our scheduler. Um, so we'll have it laid out Monday through Friday. Um, so we start filling it in with that. And then from there, we build off of it. So if Chloe has a podcast episode, let's say on Wednesday, maybe on Thursday, we'll make a blog post about it. And then that means that on Thursday, we'll also have a piece of content for it. Um, so we just build it out from there. I personally think it's very effective. Um, it's a good way of also looking at it. And there's so many, if you've never used ClickUp before, there's so many uh, different aisles or I don't know what the right term is for it. There's different um, sections. Yes, there's different avenues of it that you can kind of fill in. Um, and so we can set it so that we know that this is going on the blog. This is going on Instagram. Oh, this is a real, not a static post. Um, so it kind of just visually helps to look at it and know what's going up. Um, and then we can also look and see if there's copy already written for it. So sometimes Chloe will write the copy because it's just something completely related to a client launch that I maybe don't know anything about. Um, and then other times I go in and fill in the copy. So it's a very collaborative way to plan things out. I really like it. Um, it took a little bit to get used to in the beginning, but it's very useful to be able to see everything and then we can build it out together. Yeah, I'm obsessed with ClickUp. I, I feel like I've been using it for like a year now and it's still not refined to the way that I want it to be. Um, so like ClickUp obviously is like a task management, project management software. And I talked about this on another episode. I'm not really good at the numbers. It's how I use ClickUp for my business. So, um, we kind of just use it for all these different things. And that's why I love it so much because it's like an all in one platform. I give tasks, like physically tasks to people on what they need to do. I'll assign it to them, but also we use it as content planning. We use it as, uh, uh, task management we use it as um, project management so like seeing where our projects are the progress on it so lots of fun things that we use ClickUp for and the content calendar has just been amazing to kind of implement it on there and just see all of it come into place so outside of CCS Izzy I kind of want to hear about like what you do social strategy wise for maybe your other clients or um, what somebody in business needs to know about social strategy and how to implement it for their business. Yes. Um, so I've worked with a variety of different industries and businesses um, and they all kind of do it differently. Um, and so I think that that's very powerful tool that most social media managers have is to be able to kind of adapt to what works for you and what's already working for you while also teaching you kind of like the tools of the trade. Um, I think social media is also really unique in that way that 
everyone to an extent feels that they know the best way to do it. And so I mm-hmm. think that when you collaborate with someone who is an expert um, or has like a lot of experience with it and has kind of refined it, it's a very it's a very good experience to learn um, and to mm-hmm. kind of see what can change. Because even like with ClickUp, like I'm now learning that this is a great way to schedule and to plan. Um, and it's something that I can, you know, use with other clients. So I think that when it comes to social strategy, whether you have a social media manager or not, it's important that you have some level um, of a predetermined cadence, I guess you could say, for your Instagram. Let's just use Instagram for this example. Um, So let's say you post three times a week something. This is just a really easy tip, but like you kind of said that you worked with your business coach on having something planned for each of those days so that you know what's to come. So let's say um, you're a clothing boutique. On Monday, you want to post a modeled photo. On Wednesday, you want to post a flat light. On Friday, you want to post um, like UGC, like user generated content or, you know, something someone else made for you. So I think having a general outline of what you want um, to be seeing on your feed and having that cadence already established is a really good just general tip. And that way, when you do decide to bring on a social media manager, you can tell them what that, you know, cadence already is. And then they can, you know, work with that, but also collaborate with you. Maybe there's a better way to do it. Or maybe you want to post four days a week instead of five, or maybe you want to post three days a week instead of five. I don't know. I just repeated myself. Um, But yeah, there's just a lot of collaboration. Um, And so I think that um hiring someone on is obviously unbiased but I think it's a really good way to kind of um give yourself or give your brand the exposure that it needs I think that no one I don't think I don't think it matters how good you are at social media I think that you sometimes need to bring someone on who is almost removed from your business in a way um to give your content the best chance that it can get um And so, yeah, I think like you'll hear all the time, social media managers or even not social media managers, freelancers of any sort, whether they're a graphic designer or a web designer, like they always have the hardest time managing their own feeds. Like if I had my own Instagram for my business, I know for a fact I would have a much harder time managing mine than I do yours. So Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of kind of having someone in with a different set of eyes who isn't super critical of it and can just see what you need most. Yeah, there were so many touch bases that touch bases, um, like points that I loved from all of that. I totally get like managing your own social media is so hard than managing somebody else's. And I think that is like a benefit that isn't talked about a lot. Like just like being immersed in your own content just kind of gets over your head and you're like, oh my gosh, I literally have no idea what to post. But then you come in and you're like, I know 5 million things to post and it's like, a kind of hidden moment that um, just comes arising from the situation. But to kind of wrap up this episode, I want to ask you a few follow-up questions that are just like more opinionated, personal, blah, blah, blah. So the first being, what is your favorite thing about social media? I love connecting with people. Um, So I really love connecting brands with their audience, especially when they were not able to prior do that. Um, And I have a really strong background in both writing as well as more of like the creative graphic design side of things. Um, And so I think those things come together really well. And if Mm -hmm. you're a people person, which most social media people are, it's a really great 
like payoff to be able to see that connection on both sides of the end, both sides of that. the stick. Yes, <laughs> both sides of the stick. Is that what it is? Both wait, sides both? of the spectrum. Oh, okay. Both sides of the spectrum. Okay, second question that I have for you is what is your favorite social media platform to work on? So you can pick like Facebook, email marketing, Instagram, Pinterest. Pick one. I love Instagram. Instagram is my favorite because it ties in the writing as well as with the creative. Um, and I think also now with reels and everything, there's so much more opportunity to find and connect with people. So definitely Instagram. So what do you think about it becoming a video platform? Oh, I don't love it. Um, I kind of, you know, just as like a regular person, aside from, you know, everything that I do work-wise, I miss the days where Instagram was in chronological order. Mm -hmm. I do see the benefits to the algorithm and I can understand it, but um, Instagram is working against its users in some way sometimes. And so I think it would benefit them to listen to the people that use their app the most. Um, I I understand that they need to, you know, compete with TikTok and there's so (laughs) much competition, but I think that I see so much from people who just say, if Instagram would just go back to its bare bones and just, you know, go in chronological order, just let us see who we follow. I really, I do think that it would kind of benefit them if there was a way that they could kind of tie in both. You know, I love Reels. I think they're super cool. But at the end of the day, it was a photo sharing app when it started. And I think it should still be a photo sharing app. So yeah, I agree. I kind of get annoyed with like the video marketing movement, like, just TikTok coming in, like who else remembers like five years ago, if you were on TikTok, you were a little child and it was embarrassing if somebody found your TikTok. I did not download TikTok until the pandemic. I used to see some of my friends on it all day and I I literally was like, get off of that app. Like that app is for children. What are we doing here? And then the pandemic happened and I just, I caved and I downloaded it and I was like, wait, this is actually really fun. Um, And I've seen so many people like I, you know, I do see videos that businesses do or influencers do for businesses and they are so cool. Like some people really have it, have it nailed down, like with the transitions and everything. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it just, it adds another facet to, you know, marketing and businesses and influencer marketing and all of that but it is a lot it is very time intensive um it's a different level of like expertise to be able to do you know those levels of videos so agreed I love it all right and then the last question I have for you since you are on the Brandon Brew I'm obsessed with coffee I want to know what is your favorite coffee order I love an iced oat milk vanilla a vanilla iced oat milk latte but I also this past week I got a draft nitro vanilla latte Uh if you're in Charlotte cup lux great (laughs) but I got a draft one it doesn't come on ice Mm -hmm. which is big for me I don't like watered down coffee um but it was really good and it might be like my new favorite thing but it's not with oat milk so Oh, I definitely need to try that. Luke usually gets, um, or sometimes he'll get the nitro cold brew at Starbucks. And that also is like a draft. It doesn't have ice and it literally looks like beer and it's like weird, but he said it's like pretty good. So that is interesting. This one has like, it's, it's like a regular iced coffee, but it's just draft. Like it has like the milk, all of the flavor, everything. Awesome. 
end of coffee conversation. All right, so that wraps up today's episode with Izzy, the marketing coordinator at Chloe Creative Studio. And we really appreciate you listening on today's episode and stay tuned for part three next week.